Yeah, you, you know love TikTok, huh? I love TikTok, man. I think it's punk as fuck. I agree. There is nothing more punk than a, a young person or any person from uh, any background being them fucking selves. That's just it. There's nothing more punk than that. And everyone just kind of goes, oh, yeah, man, you're kind of right. I'm like, yeah, I am right. That's like sick. Welcome to the official TikTok For You podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Broski, and we're going to discuss everything TikTok with the creators who have turned the platform into a global community and cultural phenomenon. If it's in culture, it starts on TikTok. Hello, and welcome back to the TikTok For You podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Broski. Today, I'm joined by one of the most creative, passionate, and inspiring young minds in music today, I would argue. It's Dom, a.k.a. Youngblood. Dom, how are you? I'm all right, Britain. That was a good intro, wasn't it? Thank, Thank you. you. I'll, I'll give you 20 quid later for that. Thank you. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Well, thanks so much for joining us. I know you're super duper busy. Um, apparently so, yeah. It's a bit mad, but I, I, as soon as everyone told me that this was a possibility, I couldn't wait to come on and talk to you all. Yeah, you, you know love TikTok, huh? I love TikTok, man. I think it's punk as fuck. I agree. It's like, Dude. I don't think there's ever been something where we can reach this many people before, like instantaneously. Do you agree? Uh, can I tell you something, right? Of course. The thing, the thing about this platform is a lot of, a lot of my, you know I mean, punk rap friends hmm. didn't understand it. And I was just like, all right, let me just break it down for you plain and simple. There is nothing more punk than a, a young person or any person from uh, any background, being them fucking selves. That's just it. There's nothing more punk than that. And everyone just kind of goes, oh, yeah, man, you're kind of right. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am right. That's, like, sick. Yeah. Well, and not only, it's it's like a, so many things start on TikTok. You know what I mean? Like trends and it affects yeah. the Billboard Top 40 and fashion. I mean, it's literally the epicenter of culture. Dude, it's mental. It's like, I remember, like, when TikTok kind of came into my peripheral vision, mm -hmm. if you like. Um, someone said to me, like, you know, you, you know you're kind of big on TikTok. I was like, I'm not even on it. They were like, yeah, but your music is big on TikTok mm. and the kind of the way you dress and blah, blah, blah is big on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right. Because I, do you know what I mean? I thought it was like, in the same way when Instagram started, I thought it was like, you know what I'm saying? Shit, like people taking pictures of their fucking ex. Right, right, You know right, what I'm right. saying? I thought it was just like, like I'm, I'm like, I ain't going to dance, man. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but but then, like, kind of I like, got on it. And I think, like, anything, when you find your own voice on a platform or when mm. you can, all I want to do with my brand and all I ever want Youngblood to do was to connect to people. Right, and right. And it just blew up. Like my TikTok was like, oh, young ones on TikTok, bang. Right. Like, we what? actually have the, I'll be honest. I heard about you for the first time from TikTok. That's I had, crazy. It literally like, and it was so fast and instantaneous. Cause I was like, who is this? And they were like, oh, it's Youngblood. You don't know Youngblood? I was like, and so it started this whole, your fans are so loyal on TikTok, which Dude, is so beautiful. It. And you're so, it's, I mean, it's not even a fan base for you. It's family. I mean, truly, right? Dude, legitimately, like, with with this whole thing, man, I grew up in a world where being 
different or I grew up in a, like a place where I've been different or strange or not following the formula was so frowned upon mm. and so kind of damning that all I could ever hope for in my life or career or whatever I was going to do was just to be able to meet some other people like me. Right, right, right. And I think that's why they're not a fan base, they're a family. So I, well, I have a lot of questions from that because you made a lot of good points. Um, you, in a lot of your songs, it's about how you're really disillusioned with like Hollywood and Beverly Hills and just the whole culture around music, popular music. So would you say that, I mean, if it weren't for the fans, obviously music is your expression. Would you still, you know, be... Do you think that you would have the popularity that you do if you didn't have that no. intense connection? God, no. no. Mm. Yeah, that's what. That's the thing I've got. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing I've got. And every time, it's so funny to me, every time I kind of dabble in that world, it bites me in the arse. Right. It's kind of like I'm destined to not be that. Anytime, like, kind of, I don't know, I bleed into a mainstream success or I collaborate with mm. someone who's a little bit more mainstream than me. I don't know, I feel out of my comfort zone. Mm. And, uh, you know, I mean, I feel like even though my fan base always grow, it's kind of weird. It's like a, a month of a fucking pop song flying up the fucking thing, but my fan base, my connection feels weird. And then I kind of like, oh, fuck that. And then I get back to my... Kind that's, of yeah, like safety. That comfort. connection. Do you know what I'm saying? I was like, I think that's just who I am as an artist, and it's weird when, you know, what I mean, you kind of have that thing, but it's always got to be culture first. It's almost right. like the music and the music second. No, for sure. You know, what I mean, it's like the mindset and the message, and like, young blood is not a singer; it's a way of thinking. Hmm. Well, let's let's unpack that. You're very open about how I mean your style is very androgynous. You no no not a drip of toxic masculinity in sight. Um you talked about growing up in Doncaster. Yeah. Was that I mean, you found your niche eventually, right? Or was it just straight up bullying outcast city until I mean, you were probably I mean, like teenagers? With it, with, it, with it, man. I had an odd time, but I had I had bollocks. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I felt lonely on the inside, but no one was going to bully me because I was like, I was always sharper than the, what they had to say. Mm. You know what I mean? Even though it ripped me apart and internally I was in my bedroom at 4 a.m. wondering why the hell I wasn't good enough. I was like, I was always a bit of a fighter. Right. Which I mean? so many people can relate to. Yeah, I was always a bit of a fighter and I always felt a bit like isolated and I did, I felt every emotion I felt, but I wasn't going to let these, I was just, I had a bit of a, I, I had a bit of a stick up my bum, you know what I mean? I had a bit of a, a, a thing because I was like, just because like, and this is what I want to say to anyone out there who's getting bullied or getting, yeah, um, please. getting, getting, getting looked at or feeling like you're strange just be just because someone's imagination doesn't span as far as 
realizing how beautiful and individual you are. Do not let that make you question yourself. Period. You need to express and be and exist in exactly the way you want to. Because if someone's imagination cannot fathom it, that's their issue. Absolutely. And that's something that eventually they will learn because I remember this girl, let me just like put this into a story. I remember I used to ride on the bus and I remember this girl, right? And I was about 10 and she used to scare me a bit at first, even though I wasn't a like Slayer and Slipknot at first. She looked like an old Susie Sue kind of figure, like punk figure. She had this mad makeup on that was like everywhere. 13 came around. She's cool. 14 came around. She's really cool. 16 came around. Oh my God, I'm in love with you. <laughs> so I'm saying like, like she knew she was cool. I just didn't know it yet. Right. Let that be a lesson. Right, just right. Just be real and be who you are. You know what I mean? Absolutely, I know what you mean. And I feel like we're moving towards that too on, because social media has been so damaging for that, you know, of like... Dude, crazy. It's like you are you should be an individual, but not too weird because you'll scare people away. And then also, you know, conform to these gender roles that have been set in place for you. But at the same time, it's like online, personally, just from what I post, what the media I consume, authenticity is is above everything else. I mean, you can be beautiful, you can be funny, you can be whatever, but people want that confidence, like what you were talking about, of like, you thought she was cool because she knew who she was. It's very much that online. Bro, legitimately, the internet's a weird place, man. Mm. The internet's the wild west, you know what I'm saying? Because some days the people who love you hate you the next day. Right. And the people who hate you love you the next day. Right. It's a wild way, especially right now and with everything going on, no one can go outside. So everyone's looking at a screen all day. And that's not good for anyone. No. The internet's full of a lot of hate. TikTok don't have hate on it, really. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You get some idiot in the comments, as always. But it's never direct hate towards you. You know what right. I mean? Anything that spreads love, man, I'm into. Right. Well, were you, I mean, you said before that your music, you already had a presence on TikTok before you yourself were on it. So was there anything when you finally downloaded the app that shocked you? Uh, like TikTok's email as hell. All <laughs> well, emails... Can we talk about this? You said that it's rock and roll as shit. Bro. And so I have a question for you. Yeah. You're a fellow Arctic Monkeys fan, an Alex Turner yeah. fan. Alex Turner says rock and roll will never die, but you've said never. the opposite. No? Well, can, I, can I tell you something? Yeah. Rock and roll sleeps. Okay. Doesn't die. Okay. Got fucking boring because rock and roll started to become five idiots in leather jackets singing right. about nothing. I call it like guacamole rock. You know mm, what I mean? Like, explain. Let's turn up at the studio at 9 a.m., eat guacamole, leave by 5, and come out with a, a mediocre, watered-down, like, 
The songs had about as much char- charisma as a pint of water. Right. You know what I mean, that's why rock and roll died because it had no identity and it had no bite and it couldn't develop. But every time it redevelops in a new way, and rock and roll's on TikTok, man. I agree. Alternative music is breathing and beating through TikTok, man. You know, I mean, when Bring Me the Horizon, a metal band, go viral on TikTok with Can You Feel My Heart? Like, do you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. with even even with me, man, rock and roll is so hard to break on DSPs because it's not a popular genre. Mm. And what is more, what what is rock and roll? I'll tell you what rock and roll is. Making a culture that fucking big that can't ignore you. How do you do that? Through subcultures on TikTok, through subcultures Absolutely. in venues, through subcultures in life. With with this year, like me not being able to have a live show is the biggest blow to me. Because that's sure. where I am alive. That's where Youngblood breathes, because Youngblood's about people. So I just swapped my live show out for TikTok. Sure. I mean TikTok, my live show every day. And it'll work for now because, I mean, it it gives you that instantaneous, you know, fans have your post notifications on, whatever. Like, they feel like they're there with you to a certain extent. Um, There's the delay of the internet, but it's the closest you can get. Absolutely. So going back to kind of rock and roll, your position on it, it's not so much a genre anymore. It's very much a way of life and a a, a mentality, really. it's It's never been a genre. Hot take. Genre is the same as fucking gender. You know what I mean? In my head, it's it's a it's a it's a rule book that's been placed on something to make people understand or box it in. Whereas this generation doesn't want to be boxed in because boxes are for fucking cereal, man. You know what I mean? That's that's what it is. Boxes are for cereal and shoes and I don't know, fucking Amazon. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but whatever. Um, I'm like, rock and roll is freedom. That's what it means. Mm. Rosa Parks was rock and roll. And she was like, fuck you, white man. I'm not going to stand up for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, Michelle Obama's rock and roll. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Obviously, Slash is rock and roll. Obviously, Alex Turner's rock and roll. Obviously, whatever. It all means the same thing. Rebellion. <laughs> Rebellion and freedom mm-hmm. for, 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 the, for the greater good, man. Well, you're very ex- expressive and clearly authentic to yourself, which is very admirable. Um, you, David Bowie has had a huge impact on your life, personally, professionally. Why do you think that is? He is the epitome of individualism in the way that he developed and grew and changed and expressed himself in a way that he wanted to. And he was authentic. You know what I mean? I think as we talk about this thing called authenticity, Mm -hmm. very few people get to that place where he did, whereas he could do anything and be authentic within it. Sure. Do an R&B song. He could do a rock song. He could do a pop song. He could do a movie. He could do a clothing line. Hell, he could do a, I don't know, he could wear a chicken suit. And no one's worn a chicken suit better than David Bowie because David Bowie was the chicken. Right. Do you know what I mean? Or something like that. You know what I mean? I just like, 
Very few people do that. Freddie Mercury had it. Mick Jagger's got it. You know what I'm saying? I think Travis Scott's got it. You know what I mean? I think Billy's got it. You know what I mean? I think there's very few people who have that thing. People can have hit records and people can be big, big, big stars, but there's a diff it's like a different league. And that's why I admire him. I admire him so much. You know? Sure. Well, all the glitter he wore too. Oh, <laughs> definitely followed suit. <laughs> we love a shiny, we love a shiny, 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 shiny boy. Who are some of your fashion inspirations? Vivian Westwood. I just think what she did was she again in the same way she took the rule book and burnt it in front of everyone's face. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I think she she was one of the first to really disrupt the idea of gender, to really disrupt the idea of racial inequality, really disrupt the idea of homophobia. Do you know what I'm saying? It was like, it was like everyone is equal. And if you don't like it, I'm going to shove it in your mouth till you're sick. Right. And like, that is so sick. Right. In the way, you know what I mean? In the way she, she developed, in the way she kind of influenced culture, man, and influenced everyone was wearing what she was designing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everyone was, everyone, but more than that, everyone wore it as a second skin, as a layer of protection as a as a as a version of camaraderie she's the reason i put on the pink socks right because i was like these never come off you know what i mean because what is something i can wear that makes me completely stand out yet everyone else can wear it as that layer of protection that layer of camaraderie that layer of oh you you know about that if you know you know sort of thing you know what yeah. I'm saying? I think that's cool. And it's like when we come into a venue and there's 10,000 people wearing pink socks together. Yes! That would, would, You know what I'm saying? We don't even have to say anything. Mm-hmm. And that's sick. It's like, don't even say anything. It's like, you belong here. I belong here. We belong together. Should I start crying? That's beautiful. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's everything. Um, do you feel like... For a lot of your brand and your identity, um, being British is part of that, like 100% unavoidable, or, or do you not really fall back on nationality at all? I am very English. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I am very English. Um, I think a lot of people can hear me a mile off, and you know what I'm saying? I think my accents definitely become part of my brand. You know what sure. I mean? I think, I think it's like, oh, is that, that's, he's got red hair and pink socks. It's English, <laughs> yes. And, do you know what I mean? Right. Um, I love, I, you know what I mean? I think I loved, I love being English. I love my, I love the bite it gave me. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? A lot. I mean, the British are renowned for being, you know what I mean? I'll bite you back. Mm. And I love that. As a Brit, how do you view America, both in general and then when it comes to your musical success? Because I know for a lot of people, it's that, getting over the pond to Hollywood, to Capitol Records building, all of that sort of stuff. Like, how do you kind of view it? Mate, I love America. You know what I'm saying? What I love about America is I get to find kids in the the middle of nowhere who are having a, you know what I'm saying? I get to go to Bonner Springs, Texas, and meet a person who loves my music. You know what I'm saying? He would never thought I would go there because it's so big. You know what I mean? Coming from the UK, it's so small. You can Mm. be up and down in 11 hours. To be able to 
tour America and have a fan base all across it. It's like the same way when I go to Hungary or when I go to Poland or when I go to thing. Oh, like, you know, I mean, when I go to the Bahamas and someone knows me there, it's so crazy to me because America was such a big place when I was growing up because I came from such a small place. Right. And now to be out here and to have a fan base and to have a family out here. And you're very involved in, you know, I guess it's kind of an, it's it's kind of a global issue, but I mean, just politics in general. I mean, you were very active during Black Lives Matter protests. You're very outspoken about things that are fucked up you know, in your mind and all of our minds. Do you think that that's part of your identity as an artist as well? Just who I am. You know what I'm saying? I think, like, when I talk about my identity of an art, as an artist, I'm like, I just am who I am, you know what I mean? I'm mm. never going to change, and sometimes it pisses people off, you know what I mean? I think I'm always going to try and change people for the better. I'm always going to try and look at people with a place of Like, if my, like... No matter if they're my best friend or my worst enemy, I'll stand next to them and I will fucking say what I need to say and hope that they will leave with maybe some insight. I ain't, def- but, but I ain't, the, I, you know what I'm saying? I ain't Mother Teresa. I ain't got the answers, but I know what I want to say and I know what I want to talk about. And I think my moral compass is fundamentally right. And um, and um, and I, it, like for example, like the, like last night I was at a bar, right, and someone was absolutely drunk out of their mind, and they were being racist. They were just shouting racist slurs. Am I going to sit there and listen to that? No, I'm not, because that's not the person I am. I'm not doing this for some artistic reason. I'm going to turn around and go, "What you're saying is wrong." I'm not going to bark at them. I'm not going to fight them. I'm not going to think. I'm going to look them in the eye and I'm going to go, what you're saying is is spreading one and old ideology and two, offensive pain to someone who has, who has had, had this fight for 200 years. Not anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's not about a, a, a grand idea. Yeah. It's about everyone educating each other and talking to each other so we move forward together you know what i'm saying like when i talk about politics it's not because like i'm gonna think about politics because cool man or no like no one does that anymore it's like i'm gonna do like when i'm in the studio i'll write a word when it comes into my head i'll write a song when it comes into my head and they're hard-hitting topics yeah they are hard-hitting because it's like i'm it's all about them. I meet my fan base and these people and these kids and these adults and these, you know, my families have experienced so much. And I go outside after every show. You know what I'm saying? I always go outside after every show. Yeah. And I, I meet them. I meet them and I hold them and I smell them and I talk to them. You know what I mean? Because they're yeah. my family. They're my blood. You know what I mean? And I, and I, I love that. That's what's powerful. Absolutely. And I've, that is, and I, I know you know this, but that is why so many people, I, I put out a, um, on my Instagram story, I said, hypothetically, if I were to talk to young blood tomorrow, what would you guys want to know? And so many people were like, just tell him that he's my comfort person. And I know you know that, that for a lot of so people, crazy. they find so much solace in you, knowing that you exist and you're there. Period, you know, and I, I get it too to a certain extent, but yours is just wow, 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 wow. What a beautiful culture and family you've created. 
Dude, it's anything about it is, man. It has its ups and downs. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we fight, sometimes we fall out, sometimes we think. As I've always said, that's what this is about. It's about a journey. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not about anything other than that. Right. I don't, you know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of simple. It's Everyone thinks it's so complicated. I remember I was like, I was at the, like a Grammy party. Must have been 2019 now, Gav, right? Must have been like 2019 now. Because um, obviously there was a pandemic, you know what I mean? But I remember some mad music exec came up to me drunk out of his mind, bit of mm. canopy, canopy on his fucking collar, you know what I mean? And I knew how it was going to go. And he just came up to me and he was like, of course it was a man as well. Comes up to me and he goes, uh, and he goes, uh, What's the uh, what's the what's the secret? What's the formula? Like everything we built and done was bollocks. Mm. And I'm like, and I was just like, what? And he's like talking to me for an hour. And I was like, that's the problem with you people. And I was like, right. It's not. It's it's just telling the fucking truth, man, and being yourself. And and he was like. He couldn't get his head around it. You know what I mean? It's hard it's for not, people. It is hard for people. You know what I'm saying? But it's just, it's just, it's what it is. I'll always tell the truth. People don't like it. They won't like it. But I'm just like, this is it. Speaking about kind of the truth and, you know, I, I think vulnerability is what we're touching on. Are you pretty open about your um, struggles with mental health? Or is that really a private matter Always. No, I don't care. Like, at the end of the day, I say that because it gets me, gets me help back. And the, the reason right. why young, young blood is, I don't know, again, as you say, a, a comfort zone, a safe space zone, is I don't give a shit. I will let them know. People are like, don't cry on camera. Don't show me your weaknesses. Don't do that. It's like, th- th- this is what makes it different. You know what I mean? This is what makes it mutual. This is what makes it think. So I'm like, I'm speak up about your issues because the chances are someone's feeling exactly the same as you. Mm-hmm. And you will find your words. You will find your comfort. You will find your strength. You will find your thing because I fucking believe in you because I am the same as you. Right. And I relate to you. You know what I mean? Right. No, I definitely, I, I feel the same. It's, it's very, it's very easy, especially having an online presence to, you know, act like everything's okay and like it's fine and look at this beautiful life I'm living, but is it true and honest? No. And people don't relate to that. They relate to, I haven't showered in four days because I'm depressed as shit and I have, I'm like, I'm having trouble feeding myself, you know, like all of these things where the more honest we are about how bad it can get sometimes it's very rewarding because like you said, it's, it's that kind of pat on the back of like, I experienced that too, but it's hundreds of thousands of people, millions in your case, you know? So I'm sure for you, you know, I I hope you're gentle with yourself, but do your fans definitely help you remind yourself? A hundred percent. Always. That's, that's the thing. It's just like, I have something to talk about with every single one of them. Yeah. I mean, it's like, how special. It's my, favorite, it's my favorite thing to do in the world. It isn't, it isn't 
weird or a bore or like, oh, yeah. cool, someone's asking me for a picture. It's like, oh, fuck, you know me? Cool. How are you? What's going on with your life? Are you okay? Are you finding the pandemic? Is it weird? And it's like, like that. Like, I get off right. on that. So it's my idea. It's like, I got into this. I wanted to find some friends. Love that. You know what I mean? After Corona, what are the places you haven't played yet that you'd love to what are some live shows you're looking forward to dude i'm just like i'm buzzing we're gonna go i want to go to asia I like i've never been yeah. to asia we're supposed to go to like japan and we're supposed to go to like the philippines we're supposed to do all that latin latin america i can't wait to go down there yeah yeah um i mean obviously talk about the u.s we've got uk shows booked they look like they're gonna happen europe australia everywhere man. all over Love it, love it. What is something you haven't done in your career that you, because I, I know it doesn't really matter to you, but you've done so much. Congrats, by the way. We're the same uh, age. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like wildly successful and it's insane. And I'm so proud of you. Is there anything that you haven't done yet? Movies. And, you want to act? And, th and theater. Theater has a big place in my heart. I want to do some on Broadway one day, I think. <gasps> How, would you ever write a show? Uh, no comment. <laughs> okay, we'll stay tuned. We'll stick around, <laughs> I guess. Well, um, before we kind of wrap up, I have a quick game. I love it. Let's do it, man. I would love to play. All right. This is going to be rapid fire. I need you to say the first thing that comes to your mind. It's word association when I say these names. Okay. I love it. Here we go. Lady Gaga. Icon. Tommy Lee. Um, naughty man. <laughs> Avril Lavigne. Um, saved my life. Period. MGK. Best mate. Michelle Obama. Rockstar. Miley Cyrus. Rockstar. Billy Ray Cyrus. Rockstar. <laughs> <laughs> David Bowie. Um, everything. And that's the end of the game. Yay! <laughs> go back really quick to um you love avril you've collabed with avril can yes. you t tell us a little bit about that yes. how, how special was that dude that was mental um to be honest we've been in the studio wow 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 um which is cr which is crazy um uh and we've been speaking a lot you know what I mean? She's a bit of a mentor to me. Wow. Um, and uh, I just think, obviously, she was so important to me in finding kind of my voice and what I want to sing about and write about and talk about. Um, and it was crazy when we came together for that part of the show, when we did the Youngwood show. Because we, we thought it would be kind of like a cool, like nostalgic, big emo moment. But it was so much bigger than we envisaged. Both of us, it, abs it blew up. It was viral yeah. over the internet. So we looked at each other and we said, this, this isn't the story, end of the story for us yet. I don't think. So, so we have, stay tuned on that. Because now you said that, I might put it out. We might put it out next. <laughs> No, no. Do you think, in general, you should meet your heroes? Um, depends what expectations mm. you have of them. Like when I met Noel Gallagher from Oasis, I knew it was going to be a dick. 
and I love that. So, you know what I mean? So it's just like, it depends who it is, you know what I mean? I think that's very fair. I think um, with the internet, it's made us so accessible, you know, like when people who have a fan base, just very general, speaking very generally. And when people meet us and it's like, you're not having the best day or, you know, if something's on your mind or whatever people forget that we're human sometimes and i forget that a lot of the time too of the people that i worship the ground they walk on i'm like oh they pay taxes and wipe their ass too i forget that a lot of the time so yeah it's yeah crazy literally like not even copying yeah. so right thank you so much for joining me today this was so much fun um dude I i'm so it, glad I, I hope this wasn't like every other boring interview you've had to do I love this, man. I haven't done an interview in like time, so obviously, like I've been in the right. studio, so this is fun. I hope I hope I wasn't too naughty. <laughs> no. What's next for you, and where can we find you if we want to check you out? Hello, if you don't know me um, and you don't hate me because you've been listening to the podcast <laughs> this long, um, you can find me at Y U N G B L U D Young Blood W Double the Flavor mm. on all pla- on all social media platforms. So much coming, man. I've got two albums ready to go. I've got tours on the way coming. I've got videos. I've got collaborations. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a big old party here, so make sure you it's join. It's banging, isn't it? It's banging, <laughs> bub. All right, well, we'll catch you next time, Dom. Wish you all the luck in the world. Rock and roll star. Thank you so much. That's it for this week's episode of For You. Share the love and keep the conversation going online. Leave us a review. Follow us on TikTok at, at TikTok and at TikTok Creators. Don't forget to use the hashtag For You Podcast. And remember to subscribe so you're notified every time we drop a new episode. Catch new episodes every week exclusively on TikTok Live, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever y'all get your podcasts. I don't know. For You is a TikTok and Gallery Media Group original production.